welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. On today's show, we're exploring Facebook updates that are essential for marketers to be aware of, including AI updates for Meta, including one that was announced this week that I'm really excited about. Also, some great new lead gen features for ads, and Facebook is joining forces with another tech giant. We'll update you on all of that right now. My name is Jerry Potter, host of the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a Social Media Examiner production. We break down the latest social media news and what it means for marketers like you. Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. Today, I'm joined by Allie Bloyd. Allie is host of the Marketing Inc. podcast and founder of Allie Bloyd Media, a leading training and consultancy for small businesses that specializes in social advertising. Allie, welcome back to the show. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me and Merry, Merry Christmas. Thank you. You too. So of course, this was the year that AI just took over everything. So let's kick things off with some of these meta AI updates that we are seeing start to roll out now. So there are quite a few updates that they have come out with recently. So I know you and I were kind of taking a look at this extensive list. I think some of the things are small, minor improvements to what they've already rolled out. Some are brand new altogether, and we have a little bit of info, but not a ton. So a couple of things that they're doing is they are going to add more of a long-term memory to their AI chatbots. So if you guys are not already aware, you can access an AI bot through Messenger in the same way that we're able to in apps like Snapchat. So if you haven't played around with this, I definitely encourage you to do so. I think it's really social media platforms trying to encourage people to just really get more ingrained in their own platform as opposed to having to go to something like ChatGPT. So you've got that little AI bot or assistant right there for you. So they are expanding the features and capabilities that they have with these chatbots. So they are also going to be doing more search-related functions so that people can find the information that they are looking for quite a bit faster and easier. They're also adding some image elements to the AI bots as well. So you can actually create images directly through the bot. So if you're familiar with ChatGPT and Dolly, which is for image generation, you know, this is really their play on that same technology. So they are encouraging people to really start to develop their own images based on the conversations that they're having. And other members of group chats are able to take that image and kind of do their own little spinoffs, trying to make this more of an engaging, interactive experience. So some of the other things that you can do with the, you know, the AI bots or assistants, as they call them, are just suggested posts or comments that can give you inspiration for things that you can post. So quite a few different things. I don't know if there's anything that you want to add just on the AI assistant side, but we've got several other categories that they are rolling out some of these changes in. So really just kind of depends on what you're most interested in. Yeah. I mean, on the assistant side, the thing that caught my eye that I think could be, you know, potentially great for marketers, or it may be, turn out to be completely useless. But Meta, of course, has these Ray-Ban sunglasses wh where you can stream and things like that. And they're talking about building the assistant 
into that. And Amazon has had some smart glasses and, and you know, Google Glass or what, Google Glasses or whatever they were called were out years ago. But obviously, this is getting more and more advanced. And so that, I think, is really intriguing if you think about going through your day as a marketer or a content creator and being able to just, you know, ask questions like that and get things like that that quickly. So it's definitely interesting what they're doing with that. I also find that the generative stuff that they are talking about and rolling out, you know, I know it's integrating the assistant, but they also rolled out this one at imagine.meta.com. And it's just a, you know, chat GPT initially is kind of like, what do I do? I just type in the box. Like it's not, not the most user-friendly thing, right? It was simple, but it wasn't intuitive, I would say. And this thing is so simple that like my 10-year-old over holiday break, I'm like, why don't you play with this for a while and see what you can do with it? So I feel like they're doing a, a really good job of making the, you know, the entry level into AI a little bit easier with some of this stuff. They are. And I think that, you know, being able to do that through the social media platforms is very smart because what I found when all of these initial AI tools were coming out is obviously myself and other marketers were very into it. So we're really on top of a lot of what's happening. But then I, I talk about this stuff with my everyday friends and I'm like, so Chad GPT, da, da, da. And they're like, what are you even talking about? What is this? And so not everybody really has that same level of experience using these tools or they just don't know that much about them. But social media is something that millions and millions, and millions of people have in common. It's a platform they're already using. So the more that they can just introduce these tools into the existing platforms, I do think it's going to make it easier for people to start using the technology and then ultimately, you know, probably get more and more ingrained with it, which I'm, you know, a little bit on the fence about. I think the Ray-Ban glasses are a little sketchy, to be perfectly honest. It's, it's <laughs> like how much, you know, how much technology is too much technology? Do we really want to be wearing these things on our face all the time? Like, is that going to be the norm in the future? I think that Meta in particular with the Metaverse really wants us to have AI and alternate reality as a big part of our life. I don't know how adoptable that's going to be to the general public. It could be very widespread at some point, but I do, you know, I have these mixed feelings about it. I think it's cool in one way, but I also think it's like, what, how far is too far on some of it? But in general, I think the chat assistants are pretty cool. If you have the ability to go into your app that you're using all the time, to get information and answers for just about anything that you need to get content ideas, to get post ideas, to get, hey, somebody messaged this to me. What's the best way for me to respond? You know, there's a lot that you can do there. And it's obviously going to be faster because you're not hopping in and out of different apps. And they're even trying to add this into some of the video elements. So you're going to be able to make reels through AI by telling it what it is you're looking to do. So you know, you could say, I'm hosting a big event coming up and I want to create a reel that will show people about the topic of the event and encourage them to come. And it's actually going to put together a reel for you. You know, the question is, how effective will those reels be? How much will they really resonate with people? I think you might have some that do really well and then some that might just feel like they were created by AI, which is the antithesis of true social marketing in so many ways. It's like, we're not here to be communicating with AI bots. Like we're supposed to be here to be communicating with real human beings and seeing real content from real human beings. So again, it's one of those things where I know they want to incorporate AI into a lot of different areas. And there are a lot of areas that could benefit from it. 
But I think when you get too much into just the AI content creation and all these different elements being driven by AI, there's going to be this time where we're on social media and we're not actually communicating with humans. You know, the content we see, right. no the social. words we read, there it's just going to be somebody else's AI bot. So anyway, we'll see how that goes. But I do hope that social media as a whole remains something very human as opposed to completely AI generated just because it might be faster and easier doesn't really make it better or more relatable or more engaging. So yeah, I've already got friends that that will say things like, you know, oh, I was talking to so and so and I'm like, who's that? And they're like, oh, that's what I call my smart speaker or whatever it might be. But they're talking about it like it's a real person. So it's already kind of happening a little bit there. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, they are doing more, I call it more machine learning as opposed to AI on some of the features where they are just showing more suggested content based on what they know that you are interested in, showing you things that are more relevant in terms of different groups, marketplace recommendations, things that just continue to make the platform as a whole feel a lot more personalized, which I do think is really good as a rule of thumb. It's like the more personalized your account is to what you're interested in, the more time you're going to spend on that. And with some of the changes that have happened with audience targeting on Facebook and Instagram in recent years, you know, it that is something that has slowly been removed a little bit because we're not able to target people as specifically. We can still reach who we want to reach. But I think these additions are really great to try and keep it very personalized, but also support advertisers or people who have groups to make sure that they're being shown to people who are going to be receptive to what it is they do or whatever it is they sell without relying on the audience targeting to do it for you. So AI is really kind of doing for us now what detailed audience targeting was doing for us in the past. So I am really glad to see some of those things becoming more incorporated because it's kind of at the point where you're like, how many more targeting options can they remove from some of the platforms? And this has been a great way to offset some of those things because you know you're still reaching ideally the right people, but you're just not the one who's selecting all of the interest that you want. Yeah. Those ads or those products to go to. Of all of these updates, though, there was one that I'm most excited about, and that is AI coming to Facebook groups, which they just announced, just I think it was Monday night as we started seeing this turn up. And so we'll get into that here in just a second. Obviously, AI is going to be one of the big topics, tons of sessions about it at Social Media Marketing World. If you need a new strategy to embrace AI and everything else that is changing so rapidly, come to Social Media Marketing World, place yourself in an environment optimized for change so that you can dream about what could be possible, discover new ways to approach challenges, explore new ideas with people who are just like you. This is what happens when you come to Social Media Marketing World 2024, taking place February 18th through the 20th. Yes, that's only 58 days away. You can grab your ticket right now at socialmediamarketing.world at socialmediamarketing.world. So Allie, tell us what we know so far about AI coming to Facebook groups. Yeah, so there's not a ton of information on this yet. I saw this only a couple of days ago in my own group where it encouraged me to sign up to the waitlist. So I did sign up to the waitlist and I'm excited to see exactly how this is going to play out. But I do think that there are a lot of applications for this. So one of the things that I am most excited about is it's going to comment on questions that haven't gotten an answer within an hour. So I don't know yet if that means it's actually going to attempt to answer the question or if it's just <laughs> going to say, 
hey, we saw this, we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Obviously, it could be super helpful or super confusing if AI is going to try and answer certain questions if it doesn't have some of the context. So I'm thinking about, you know, in my private students Facebook group, there are pretty detailed, complex questions being asked every single day. And without the proper context on those questions, it would be very difficult for an AI bot to effectively answer those. However, if we have the ability to have a knowledge base associated with groups, that would definitely help that issue altogether. But again, we don't really know to what extent that's going to be happening, but I do think that's great because that at least boosts engagement as a whole, but then it's going to let that person know that, hey, somebody did see this, they'll get back to me. No, it's not a real person that saw it, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, I mean, a couple of things to know. First of all, if anyone's going, I don't want that, you can shut it off. And everything answered by AI will, of course, be designated as AI. The first thing I thought when it was like, anything that's not answered within an hour will answer. And I thought about when, you know, this used to be bigger, I think, than it is now, but Facebook business pages where it would give you the average response time and they sort of gamified response time on business pages. And so it felt very judgmental, like you're answering everything within an hour, right? And I'm like, no, I'm not, you know, usually within a day. But, but I have a private group in my program. And the thing I really liked about it is sometimes people do ask questions that are on page one of Google. And I thought, yeah, a bot could probably answer that within an hour. They'd get served. Then I don't need to necessarily come back and answer it. But the other thing is it's going to use the data that's already in your group. It's going to look at previous discussions and sometimes summarize them or link to previous posts. And so I think that's a really cool opportunity. You know, there's these tools that you can go in and you can ask them questions and things like that. But I'm most excited about these AI tools that are pulling from an existing body of knowledge. And so if you have, as I'm sure your Facebook group is too, Allie, it's at least a couple of years old. There's lots of stuff in there. Yeah. But I think it's up to people like you and I as the owners or the admins of the group to say, hey, feel free to tag me and say, is this accurate? <laughs> you know, before you just, you know, take it, uh, take it blindly in that way. So, but that'll be interesting. I joined the wait list too. The, the other really cool aspect of AI kind of summarizing those earlier group discussions to reshare them, if it is going to pull from those past comments and those past questions that have been answered and things like that. I mean, if it can do a good job of that, I think it will be very powerful because I do think that most group owners end up answering the same questions over and over. You know, maybe not on a weekly basis, but you know, you probably get the same questions several times per month from different people who are at kind of different stages yeah. of the process. So if if you are able to use everything from the group as the knowledge base in order to formulate those answers, I do think that could be really, really exciting. So I am very much looking forward to seeing what happens there. So over on the Messenger side, we've got Messenger, we've got Notes, we've got all of these new aspects to Messenger, and now they are increasing security as well. So fill us in on these updates around Messenger. Yeah, so with Messenger encryption, it really is just doing end-to-end -end encryption by default now. So it used to be an option that you had to manually turn on. Now it's going to be like that for every conversation, whether you intentionally wanted it to be or not. I think it's a good idea. A lot of people are using Messenger to communicate very regularly with people. There might be sensitive information that they're talking about that they wouldn't necessarily want other people to have easy access to without the encryption. We don't really know how easy it would be for someone to get a hold of that. So I think it just adds a nice layer of additional protection for people. And 
because of that, it's going to encourage more people to use Messenger when maybe they previously would not have used Messenger to continue those discussions, whether they're business or personal or, you know, whatever that might look like. Yeah. I mean, I I love knowing that, but I'm not going to start turning around and asking, you know, clients for credit card numbers via Messenger or, you know, anything like that. And then another update is to notes, which is something they're borrowing from Instagram. It's been getting bigger and bigger with certain demographics on Instagram. Just for people that don't know that live only on Facebook, tell us what notes are and then how they're bringing it here to uh, Facebook as well. Yeah. So notes are really just little snippets of content. So maybe it's a question, maybe it's a simple comment. And this is if you have not already noticed a little section at the very top of your messenger. So when I first saw this, I was like, what is this? You know, what, what feature is this? How are people sending this to me? And this is something where you can basically do a quick little broadcast message to your group in a way or not group, but your connections, whether it's people who follow your page or people you're friends with. And you can use it to start a conversation or just share a piece of information. So it's going to be somewhat like stories in that they don't stay long term. And they are kind of in the same format where, you know, you see the the stories at the top of the screen whenever you're on the platform. So if one of your friends has recently posted a story, you're going to see it up there. So it's very, very similar to that. But it is more text based than video-based or photo-based like stories would be. So I think that as a whole, you know, it's pretty early to say how widely used this is going to be. There are a lot of features that are brought on that do well and stick around and then a lot that come on and they are gone pretty quickly after. But the younger demographic, like teenagers in particular, have apparently really gravitated towards notes on Instagram. And so this is something that I do believe they're going to really try and continue with because the younger demographic is really the demographic that I think they're most concerned about attracting and retaining, given that many of them are not really using Facebook as their primary social media platform. They're using TikTok, Snapchat, still a lot of them are using Instagram, but trying to bring some of those features from the platforms they use and incorporate them into Facebook, I think is definitely the objective in bringing that over. So I have yet to really engage very much with people's notes. I haven't posted any notes myself. Might start testing it out to see what happens. It could be that there's really amazing engagement on it. I'm not really sure. But it's just one more way to share content (laughs) with the same audience. So we've got our feeds, we've got stories, we've got notes, we've got DMs. So really, it doesn't matter if you have five seconds to spare or, you know, 15 minutes to write something. There is a feature that will allow you to continue to share content with other people without it taking a really long time. So this could be something that works very, very well for certain demographics. And again, just kind of yet to be seen in terms of how much people not just post them, but how much they're really reading them and responding to them on the other end. Yeah, it's it's short is the key there too. Like you can type a decent bit, but it's only about three to four words that's going to show without anybody tapping anything. But one of the things that I've seen people do on Instagram that's actually gotten me to take action is they'll say like, 
new post about such and such. And if it's somebody I already follow and I'm interested in what they're saying and it's a topic I'm interested in, I'll go to their profile and I'll go see what, what the new post was about. But I could see doing it with like new giveaway or DM your questions because you are obviously in that that messenger interface. So, but it is like you said, one more thing to, to, to think about. I'm speaking at Social Media Marketing World in February in 58 days, apparently it is. And my topic is about how to make reels and feed and stories and, you know, DMs and everything all work together to, to increase sales. But as you said, it's just getting overwhelming because they're just, you know, more and more of these features. So For sure. one thing to note, it is coming to profiles on Facebook, not business pages as of now. So it'll be interesting to see if that changes at all. So, and then this next update almost made me laugh because it goes completely against something that Meta was all in on before. And now they're like, never mind, we're not doing that now. So can you share what this update was with us, Allie? Yeah, so they were very interested in doing cross-app chat between Facebook and Instagram. They wanted people to be able to message a business on Facebook, even if they were on Instagram. So there was kind of a lot that was coming out about that when they rolled out this feature and they were really, you know, encouraging people to utilize it. And now that's not happening anymore. So they're keeping, <laughs> they're keeping their chats solely on the platforms in which those businesses or individuals are present. So I never really used this feature personally. I don't know how prevalent it was. I think for the most part, if somebody's on Instagram, they're probably not really thinking about messaging somebody on Facebook. They'd be seeing accounts and profiles on Instagram and that's going to spark their interest or their thoughts on who they want to reach out to. So I do think that there are some benefits, particularly if a business doesn't have an Instagram profile, they're still advertising. That is the one use case that I do feel like was valuable, mainly because you don't have to have an Instagram business profile to advertise on Instagram. You can advertise on Instagram just through your Facebook business page and Facebook business manager. So if somebody wanted to try and message that business, they had seen an ad on Instagram, they wanted to try and message them, they would have been able to do it with cross app chat, but now they can't. So don't really think it's going to be a huge deal. But if that was something you were doing regularly, it's not going to be a part of your routine anymore. Yeah, the only reason it surprised me is because they seem to like rave about it and, they, and WhatsApp will be included and they ramped up on it for months and months. But I, I found it confusing sometimes because I would get a DM from somebody and I'd see it on my Facebook inbox, but they had a different username because it was from Instagram. And I'm like, who who is this person? And why are they impersonating my friend Alex or, yeah. you know, whatever it might be. So yeah, so that that is gone pretty much as of now. So another update that was first announced in September, but now it's rolling out to more and more people. We've heard a lot this year about Meta verified for profiles. And now it is rolling out more and more for business pages. So what can you share with us about that, Allie? So I think that this is going to be interesting to see in terms of how beneficial it is. Similar to what we talked about with meta verified for personal profiles, I think this is really going to be using the additional support as a primary draw. I mean, I could be wrong, but I think that as a whole, businesses aren't typically that concerned about being verified, at least as much as individuals were in the past, because that was really something mainly for individuals, like the blue checkmark verification, that is what it was always for. And so yes, businesses can be verified. But I think for the typical business owner, like 
trying to get verified has not been their primary goal. With this, though, other businesses will obviously be able to not impersonate you, which is great. But I think that Meta should really try and worry about making sure other pages don't impersonate Meta because most advertisers or business profiles are getting like 100 (laughs) messages a day from people who claim Meta. So it's like, why can't you take care of your own impersonation issue? Kind of a side note, but still, it's like that that's a major concern for people. They think they're getting these real messages. I think most businesses aren't worrying about that. Most people don't have a business that other people are trying to impersonate. There's obviously going to be cases where that does happen, but Verified will protect that business from being impersonated. The additional support option, as I mentioned, is what I think will probably be the most appealing element to businesses. However, it really depends on how good that support actually is because I don't know if it's going to be the type of support that businesses are actually looking for. It might be, but I do think that if I were meta and I was really pushing this out to businesses, that would be the one thing that I would really, really emphasize because it is the thing that most businesses who are advertising on these platforms really need and they absolutely do not get. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I don't know how many businesses will do it, but I do know if they're doing it, it's probably because they really want someone to talk to for support. Well, and imagine being able to find out for real why your ad wasn't approved or get your ad approved because the bot got it wrong or whatever it might be. I mean, that alone could be worth it. The price point varies depending on where you are, but it is quite a bit more than what it was for profiles. And and they are offering it for Instagram business profiles and WhatsApp as well. But I love what you said, where it's just like, you're going to make sure I don't get impersonated. You can't even make sure you don't get impersonated because for anyone who hasn't seen it, if you have a Facebook business page, yeah, I mean, some people are getting dozens a day, but these notifications, you've been, you've, you violated rules. You've done this, click this link right away and all this kind of stuff. So yeah, that's a, that's a great point. Um, all right, quick note, Facebook has offered us organic A-B testing for reels and videos for a little bit now, but they're now adding it to their API, which means that third-party tools can connect with that. So for a lot of agencies and, and marketers with more clients, you probably do most of your management from a third-party tool. So watch for that. Maybe reach out to your third-party tool and say, hey, we heard this is coming. How soon are we going to get it? Let's get going on this. So we talked a bit today about the things that Facebook is then removing, like the cross-messenger chat. And uh, I was kind of surprised to see that Facebook is apparently removing hobbies as well, which is tied into ads. So what are your thoughts on that, Allie? Honestly, I don't know that it's going to be that significant. Even though hobbies are a good way for the platforms to identify what someone is interested in, like we mentioned towards the beginning of the show, they've been consistently removing targeting options for several years now. Those hobbies may not even really have an interest targeting element that lines up with them. I think more than anything, they are identifying what you're interested in by the content that you're spending your time looking at. So you can tell that if you are scrolling on your screen and you see, you know, the little suggested content row, if you hover on one of those reels for any period of time, just a couple of seconds, guaranteed you're going to get a lot more content just like that very, very, very quickly. So they are using just behavior on the platforms, I believe, to do a better job than hobbies really ever could. Because truthfully, 
I might put in a certain list of hobbies in my hobbies area. But what it comes down to is if I'm really that interested in them, I'm going to be following accounts that focus on them. I'm going to be posting content that talks about it. I'm going to be seeking out that information. So I think just with that endless amount of data that they have, I just don't know how beneficial having that hobbies area was. And it could be that it actually was misleading in a way. People would put in their hobbies, but really those are not the behaviors that they're doing. So if that's what they were using to direct advertisers to those individuals, like, oh, you said you're interested in gardening in your hobbies, but you've never once bought a gardening product or looked at a gardening <laughs> account, you know, it could really be ineffective at the end of the day. So hard to know what the reasoning was, but I don't know that it's going to impact much on the audience side just because of the limited interest that we now have access to. Okay. I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that because I know you live in the ads world and, and you, you know, it's, it's a great point. I mean, Facebook is almost 20 years old now. And so the hobbies we may have put on our profile way back when may not be accurate anymore. And then, of course, we also have hobbies we actually do and hobbies we say we do. And we have hobbies we'll spend money on and hobbies we won't. So, yeah, that's a great way to kind of differentiate and, uh, and look at that. All right, let's talk lead gen. I know you're excited about some of these new lead gen tools that are coming to Facebook ads. Yes, there are several lead generation focused features or tools that are coming out. So one of them is going to be adding the lead objective to Facebook and Instagram that allows you to connect to WhatsApp. So very similar to what we've already had with Facebook Messenger and Instagram DM, they are able to put together like a, a conversation flow. So little conversation templates that a business owner can set up to try and guide that conversation. So if you are using those ad objectives, you don't just have to say, send message and then expect that person to just send you the message and guide that conversation, you're a little bit more in the driver's seat. So you're dictating what you ask first, what you respond with, what questions you are asking them. So I do think this is going to be a really cool one. There are a lot of businesses all over the world that really rely on WhatsApp. So I have a student who is in Turkey and their business was not able to use some of the text messaging features that people in the U.S. could use. And then in other cases, people just were not very responsive through email or text message. They were extremely responsive through WhatsApp. And so WhatsApp was something that they really had to just kind of incorporate on their own into their sales process. With this, this is going to be a perfect option for him. He doesn't have to use email or text as a primary mode of communication he really can use WhatsApp as that very first contact point with the people that he is, you know, generating leads from. So I think that one's really, really cool. There is also going to be an option that allows Instagram to send a promo code directly to someone after they have filled out a, a chat flow, basically. So wow. I think that could be interesting. The conversation is step one, but then really trying to get someone to take action is step two. And so if you do have a product where a promo code could be relevant, I think that could be awesome. However, I found it really funny because when I was researching this in their article, the example of the chat flow 
was with a mortgage or real estate company. So it said, you know, hey, super excited. You're interested in, you know, locking in a mortgage. Just to confirm, are you interested in buying a home? Yes. Okay. What's your email? What's your phone number? And then it said, great, here's your promo code. I'm sorry, but what mortgage company uses a promo code? You know, they, <laughs> they don't have a retail business. They don't have a product-based business. You're not giving a promo code to your real estate agent. So I did think that was funny. It is not going to be appropriate for everyone. You know, I think there are some businesses that use promo codes a lot more than others. So if you do have a business like that, that could be a great way to really drive people to take action more quickly. And that's something that all advertisers are looking for. You want leads, of course, but what you really want is leads who turn into customers or clients. So the sooner you can get those people to make a purchase, even a, a small front-end purchase, you are one step closer to you know, getting the return on investment that you're looking for. So I do think that that will be cool. Another thing related to instant forms which a lot of people know as lead forms, is something that I am, I'm very interested to see how it plays out. So you are now, after submitting a lead form, going to be given a list of other businesses that have offers that you can also share your contact information with. Okay, so for example, I am, I see an ad for a nail salon, like 25% off manicure. So I'm like, okay, I want to claim this offer put in my contact information, I hit submit. And then when I do that, I've got a list of checkboxes of different businesses where one is like Sally's Salon, get your first cut 50% off or, you know, the shoe store down the road, like buy one, get one free. So I think it is interesting in that they are trying to expose businesses to more ideal customers that could be in that primary demographic. But how much is a lead really going to know about your business or be interested in your business if that's the extent of the information that they saw about you? You know, they're not even seeing an ad about you. It's literally the name of your business and a quick line about the offer. So we already hear this very commonly from people who use lead forms. They'll say, well, I, I called this person and they didn't even remember filling out the form. And while there are many, many things you can do to overcome that, <laughs> this is a great example of someone who would literally say, I don't know who you are. Yeah. I didn't fill out this form because you didn't fill out the form. You clicked a checkbox to share your contact info with another business. I don't really think that users are very interested in just sharing their contact info with businesses. When you fill out a form, you're doing it for a specific reason, like to claim a certain offer or to schedule a quote or a consultation. So just saying, yeah, I want to send my contact info to this business. Again, I don't know how impactful that's going to be. Yeah, really odd. And I think everybody, as they're growing up, I think we all get to this point where we realize entering to win and filling out forms has a downside, right? You know, for me, I was at the state fair and I entered to win a free carpet cleaning and turned out to be a three hour sales presentation in my house for a, a vacuum cleaner that I couldn't afford, you know? And so once we've had that experience, we're like, eh, I'm not going to fill out all the things anymore. So that, that definitely sounds like it still has some work that needs to be done. Any other lead gen updates? Yes. So there is another update where you are actually going to be able to call your leads through Facebook messenger as a business. So this is new. I think this could work well. I'm not sure 
how well, you know, everything in the world of paid ads is, you know, you don't really make assumptions, you test it and you see how it works. And so I think a lot of these features are very similar. It could be a great place for businesses to connect with their leads by phone. People who may not have answered the phone because they see a number that they do not know may answer the phone when they see that your business is calling through Messenger. It's going to say the name of your business and have your profile photo there. So I actually think this has the power to allow businesses and their prospects to connect in the voice capacity a lot easier because Much you can better. still reach yeah. people through the phone. Like you absolutely can. But the question is, how many calls is it going to take you to, you to reach them? And then there's going to be a huge subset of people that you never reach because, again, they don't answer calls from people they don't know. And if it's not clear that this is your business that's calling, they may not answer. So I do really like this. I think, again, it's just more integration into the platforms that they were already using to communicate with these businesses. So anytime you're using Messenger or you know Facebook, messenger audio, I think it's just sometimes a more seamless process for that consumer because they're already on the platform, already engaging in that moment. So if I was a business using this feature, I would have ads that are submitted through messenger potentially, and then we would immediately call them through messenger. You know, that's a very seamless process. So I like it. I think that one is is going to be potentially really impactful. Again, it's yet to be seen. But yes, I think that that is going to be exciting. And then there are also some AI, or again, I kind of call it like more machine learning than AI in terms of the way that people understand AI. Some of the ways that we can manage our campaigns are done through these processes. And they're basically giving you the ability to kind of bulk update your ads to apply some of these features for them. Can do that all at once. Whereas previously we've had to do it, you know, one ad or one ad set at a time. So if you want to update some of the Advantage Plus creative options, you can do it to multiple ads, which I do think is going to be really helpful. Awesome. So lots of lead gen updates for sure. And then real quick, Meta is teaming up now with Amazon for new in-app shopping feature on Facebook and Instagram. And essentially People are going to be able to link their Facebook and Instagram accounts to their Amazon account. And they'll be able to check out with their Amazon payment information right on Facebook and Instagram. And, you know, some of the things that Amazon does so well is urgency and scarcity and all of that. And so in some countries, they'll be able to see real-time pricing, delivery estimates, all of these different things there. So, which to me, I mean, for you, who you specialize in Facebook ads, this sounds like it could be amazing. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this, Allie? I do think it's going to be really good for any business that sells a product. If you are already on Amazon, I think that that's going to make it even easier. But they are basically bringing in Amazon as kind of like their, their payment processor in a way. So Facebook and Instagram already tried the Facebook checkout, basically, where you could see a product that you like, go ahead and just pay for it directly through Facebook. So that has not been adopted as well as they would have liked. They do charge additional fees to do that. But what they want to do now is really say, okay, if you are already buying products through Amazon, let's just make it really, really easy for you to be able to buy those products 
through ads directly. And so it is a one-time integration. So you, you know, you connect your Amazon account to your Facebook account and you don't have to do it again. If you do that, then they've got your information. You know, it's going to be directly tied to your Amazon account. You're going to be able to see is Prime available on these different products. You're going to be able to get estimated delivery dates on these products that are relevant to you specifically. And then, you know, you're not going to have to fill out all the information. So anyone who's selling products or, or digital products directly online, the easier the checkout process is, the more sales you're going to get. And that's why it's really great to have multiple ways for someone to check out because if they don't have their credit card handy, if they have to go somewhere to get it, odds are you're probably going to lose that sale. And they're not going to think about it again unless they see another ad for it, which is you know, the power of retargeting. But yeah. <laughs> um, this gives them the opportunity to check out fully in just a couple of clicks the same way that they would be able to do that on Amazon. So Amazon in the past has tried to kind of create their own social media platforms in a way. Some of them like were so unsuccessful that you never would have heard of them, honestly. But this is Amazon's opportunity to tap in to the social media ecosystem in a much bigger way. They already obviously have a, a huge business off of social, but this is the first direct integration into social media and shopping for Amazon. And they're just going to the existing user base instead of trying to create their own platform. Like, let's just work with the people who've already done it. And this can really benefit us both. Yeah. As a marketer, this looks amazing. As a consumer of both Facebook and a frequent shopper on Amazon, I would, I think I want to keep the friction there because <laughs> there's too often that I'm browsing Facebook early in the morning or late at night. And uh, yeah, that may not be the best decision there, but really, really cool opportunity for people that do have products on Amazon to advertise on Facebook. And, and literally, the less friction there is, the more sales you should get almost instantly with that, which is great. So quick reminder, embrace change with an all access ticket to social media marketing world. You can get your Ticket right now at socialmediamarketing.world. That's socialmediamarketing.world. And Allie, where can we discover more about you? Yes, you can go to alliebloyd.com if you want to really connect on any of the platforms. But I'm on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, all the things. And then also check out the Marketing Inc. podcast. That's I N K for Inc. So it would be a great place to dive in deeper to a lot of these topics. Awesome. And a couple more podcasts for you to add to your listening lineup, the social media marketing podcast, as well as the marketing agency show. Until next time, may you be wise with your marketing decisions. Thanks for being here, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye. Merry Christmas. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.